Hey, how you doing? This is Tony. What's happening? This is Finding Subjects Podcast. What's going on? Hopefully everything's good with you. I'm walking my way right out of the funk. That's right. The past couple of weeks I've been off a little bit. You know that. It's just how it is sometimes. It's a crazy world. I've been watching a lot of news. It's easy to get upset and angry about things. And News, I've come to the conclusion, it's just other people's opinions. Sometimes you get the truth in there. You know, but I don't really want to hear it right now. Other people's opinions, that is. I would love the news. I'd love, love to have that, just the truth fed to me somewhere. It's just uh, now what's happened is my favorite time of the year, the political uh, commercials, right? Where they're just trashing everybody. It's just so, so warm and loving and humanistic how we're just all respecting each other. And everybody's after the one thing, man. They want the power. They want the votes. And nothing will change, right? Especially in the inner cities. You know, folks, you keep voting for the same thing, expecting something different. And what do they say about repeating the same thing over and over and over again and expecting expecting a different outcome? What do they say about that? So I'm just sitting back. I'm watching all this type of stuff. I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't have to partake in any of this. I don't have to watch this. But you care. You know, you care about other people. You want to see what's going on in the world. But it's all about other people's opinions. And so that's, I think, what was the uh, catalyst in a way of getting me uh, pumped up in an angry way a little bit. Just, you know, miserable in a way. Other things going on too. But you know what? Step back. I took a few steps back and I'm like, dude, why are you violating your rule number 37? Life is way too serious to be way too serious got to back it up. So as I was sitting out on a balcony, I started going back on a balcony again, hanging out there. I love it out there. You got big sky out there. You got the, the, the woods or the forest, wherever, whatever terminology you want to use. Ton of birds out there, migrating uh, waterfowl happening right now on the east coast of the United States. You had the hawk migrations not too long ago. Still some out there. But uh, now you're seeing the uh, a ton of different migratory birds go over. It's beautiful, right? And uh, I kick kick back out there. Always looking for the UFOs too. (laughs) I've seen a couple questionable things. I'm going to say they were uh, weather balloons or something like that. But no, just hanging out there. And uh, had an encounter with a very cool little little chickadee bird. You know, it was was pretty neat. Right next to my chair, kind of like on my leg. So I'm going to claim that it was on my leg. But I wrote a song for you song about that situation instead of explaining it to you i said you know what i think the peoples they need to laugh they need to smile a little bit and i was just listening to lou reed earlier and i'm like how would lou reed explain this situation in song not that this is a lou reed type of song but he just uh, served as a inspiration for me to uh, write this one it's called the bird seed song uh check it out <laughs> and uh I'll see you on the other side of this. You're listening to Finding Subjects Podcast. And just the other day, I was sitting on the balcony. And then a bird flew up and sat on my knee. I said, Bird, what are you doing on my knee? I'm looking 
There you go. Just like that. Fame and fortune coming my way. Feed the birds, baby. <laughs> I used to feed the birds all the time. Back when I had a house. A house. Used to put um, like shelled uh, sunflower nuts out or seeds, whatever you want to call them. A little confusion there. But anyway, uh, or a hold, I think they call them. My God, did we used to have a uh, a whole whole different slew of birds come in. And it's funny because um, they all came in in their little squadrons, like at certain times. So chickadees would come in, and then uh, Tufted Titmouse would come in, and then the Blue Jays would come in, and then Cardinals would stop by. It was, it was just uh, nuts. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, how many different, you know, tribes, I call them. Uh, would f- flocks of birds would come in and I would often sit inside my shed and I had my motorcycle to the right and I had my bikes up up high hanging upside down on the rack uh, the rafters of the of the shed and these little chickadees were just the coolest man they would come in and they'd grab a seed they'd come in and start hiding them inside my bike like wedging little seeds everywhere <laughs> I was just like okay not a problem you know, thinking that, you know, I'm going to be open 24 hours a day in my shed that they can access their food in the wintertime. But it was just interesting that they found these nooks and crannies kind of fascinating for themselves uh, to stash their their stash, uh, if you will, of uh, food for when the times are tough later on in the winter. Uh, here at the condo, uh, we're not really allowed to uh, feed the birds for uh, 
winter, you know, it's, it's funny. We do have some folks here. Uh, I'm not even going to say they're older fo- folks, but uh, they don't want any bird poopy on their cars, right? I mean, we live in the forest, for God's sakes. There's trees. They'll park under a tree. And then if a bird happens to, you know, roost there a little longer than necessary, and they get a little upset about that. Someone must be feeding the birds because there's bird poop on my windshield. Come on, man. Really? You live in a forest. You live in the woods here. <laughs> Lighten up. But anyway, I used to feed them all the time. I just found it peaceful just to kick back and see uh, all the different birds that come in and they start getting used to you. They'll get closer to you. And then simultaneously, I had the three ravens. I've told you guys about that before. They would kind of lurk, hang out way back and never really got close when I was out there. But when I would go in the house, they would come down sometimes. And uh, I didn't take the time to kind of really connect with them, which I wish I would have. But we also had... um, sharp-shinned, you know, hawks and Cooper's hawks and big red tails always, always around because basically it was uh, Tony's, Tony's eats, right? They knew where the food was and uh, that circle of life does go round and round and sadly, uh, oh, even the, uh, I forget what they're called, the morning doves, you know, you'd see a, in fact, I got some pictures of it, but you wouldn't be interested in any of that. Uh, morning doves on the ground and I, you know, take a picture and then go back in and then come back out and then you see a big pile of feathers. You're like, yeah, well, that didn't end well. Uh, you know, happy hunting is really what it comes down to. And these hawks were just ruthless, but they got to eat as well. So, um, I don't know. It's nice to see uh, where you're going to say, well, why did this uh, bird happen to come up today, Tone? Did you lure him up? Did you break the HOA rules? No. I mean, we, we have a ton of plants out front, um, and here we go. I'm going to try to pronounce some of them zinnias. I know we had zinnias that uh, the finches were going bananas over. Uh, they were picking their seeds all over the place out there. I just you know, We just cleaned up that old patio now. Everything's good. Trashed a lot of the plants, got rid of the pumpkins. Uh, we always have sunflower plants, so um, there's different birds that come in for that. Pick them out. Just, it's just cool how they are just uh, very apt in their, you know, in their quest for food. And the one time I remember we, my cats were going bananas again, bananas going nuts. There you go. And, uh, I opened it, (laughs) I opened the curtains and, uh, I thought it was a chinchilla that was out there. And here it was a a red flying squirrel. Uh, some people would say, well, red uh, flying squirrels are not down in your area. They're not indicative to that part of, uh, Pennsylvania. I'm telling you, that's what it was. And uh, even called the Pennsylvania Wildlife Commission, whatever. And they're like, nah, they're not that south. Okay, no problem. But here they're endangered. So, but nah, they're not down there. So, okay, sir. You haven't even looked at it. And the picture that I did send you, you didn't uh, take in consideration the measurements that I showed you to prove that it was. But anyway, that's uh, neither here nor there. Like my wildlife out front. Deer, raccoons, uh, fox, uh, owls. Again, the raptors are out there, and then we get the migrating birds uh, all the time over top, and just the falling leaves into the water. It's just beautiful. Um, it's just a it's just a beautiful place to live, and so we're very fortunate for that. So uh, <clears throat> again, you know, life happens, things happen in life. You just can't let it get to you. And I really truly believe what you got to do is just get outside, get outside, get the sun in your in your face, um, hop on a bicycle, electric bike, if you will, if you. Uh, are so inclined if you have uh, maybe a health condition that you can't ride a regular bike, um, 
you know, or you're just not in shape, talk to your doctor, get, get approval for that. See if they go on board with that. And, uh, you know, just getting outside, getting fresh air, uh, it, it, it does wonders for people. And simultaneously, someone had posted a question earlier today um, on a site that I visit. Uh, what do you folks do when you're depressed? I think it's extremely important. I, I said everything that I just said to you uh, to do, get outside, get the fresh air, talk to somebody is really important. And I said, if, if it's not a, uh, a really good friend, if you don't have anybody close to you that you would want to talk to or feel comfortable to, then get out there and talk to a professional. Um, I know a lot of people, and I, feel, I like to feel that I talk them into this, was uh, talking to some folks, talking to some professional folks. And now they're different people. You know, just either, you know, from just their counseling or from being on medicine that they might have needed their entire lives and how different they are. Um, it's about bettering your life, you know, your quality of life as well. And you've got to be open to different uh, prospects in, in regards to helping you out and when it comes to depression or that type of stuff. Listen, guys, girls, I, I mean, it's real. It's out there, especially you guys, man. You know, nobody talks about this, right? Right. This type of stuff. I'll talk about anything. You know, I, I don't really care. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, it, it, nobody want to want to talk about that anymore, you know, but then you got a, a Philadelphia Eagle lineman, you know, who's talking about mental health now. That's right, because it's real and it's important to talk about. You don't just carry that weight. Uh, you don't have to, you know, especially when there's help out there for somebody. So, you know, if, if you're feeling down, you know, if you if you need to talk to somebody, go for it, man. I'm telling you, I did. It changed my life. I mean, absolutely changed my life. I haven't, I wasn't always, you know, this, you know, just uh, hungry and, and uh, motivated, you know, and positive in life. You know, yes, you'll, you're not, it's not going to be the cure all end all for everything. You're still going to have emotions in there, but maybe your emotions, you're not going to react uh, as intensely as, as intently as you used to. Uh, again, everybody's different, but well, with the, the moral of this conversation here is right now, if you need to, to talk to somebody, if you're feeling depressed or something, pick up the phone and uh, talk to somebody, especially if, God forbid, uh, you're feeling really dark, dark and down and, um, you, you know, thinking of the worst, 988, right? Just dial 988. There's somebody on the other end waiting to talk to you right now. That's suicide prevention. And we have to talk about these things in life, okay? Well, these are the things that I am going to talk about, among other things, you know, but this is important. The show's about life. Right. We find subjects out there. We talk about them and it could be anything, a myriad of different types of things. And I'll even write stupid songs for you, you know, whatever <laughs> to make you laugh, to make you smile. like to, to understand that life is indeed way too serious sometimes to be way too serious. And that's why I'm always joking. That's why when you look back and, you know, I've always tried to find the, the brighter side of life and just crack a joke a little bit and, you know, make somebody smile, make somebody laugh and, and be there to listen to somebody and, uh, you know, it's easy to ignore, right? It's easy to be ignorant about it. But the fact that it remains that men as well as women experience these types of things. So guys, you know, man up and talk about it. That's what I'll say. Right. Uh, anyway, what else is happening? Uh, all kinds of things. Hey, Texas won their first, uh, world series last night. Uh, congratulations to them. Um, you know, Diamondbacks beat the Phillies or well, maybe the Phillies beat the Phillies. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I was watching, I'm a baseball fan, right? A lot of people don't know this. I love baseball, loved playing baseball when I was a kid. And, uh, I was talking with my, my son-in-law and my father-in-law. We we're talking about that. I used to pitch and it was funny. I used to pitch sidearm. 
and I could switch switch it up. You know, I could throw like overhand, but I would do this sidearm thing that was pretty funky. I uh, would get a lot of people out because I think uh, younger folks, when they see uh, someone release from a sidearm, they don't know if it's coming right at them to beam them or what. So they're automatically apprehensive being in the box, uh, which was kind of cool. But uh, it was a decent picture. It wasn't bad. But I uh, love, love baseball movies as well. Uh, and then recently just watched a documentary called, uh, it's called It Ain't Over, right? It's about Yogi Berra. Uh, and that is on Netflix right now, I believe. Check it out. You know, they, they start out with uh, showing at the 2015 All-Star Game, like the four greatest players still alive. And guess who wasn't standing there with them? Yogi Berra, right? Lawrence Yogi Berra. And uh, for for what reason? And and that's what uh, Yogi Berra's granddaughter had said when she turned over and looked to him and said, oh, what are you, dead? He goes, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not yet. <laughs> I'll let you know. And here he was kind of being snubbed. And the whole documentary is about Yogi Berra not really being taken seriously. Maybe because he was, uh, he liked to lighten it up a little bit. Maybe he joked a lot. Uh, but he had more, he's got, I believe it's 10 World Series rings. 10. His statistics were greater than all of those four greatest players that they were acknowledging. And it was kind of a crime that the man wasn't up there. Uh, you know, you know, it, it, and I'll tell you, he kind of represents everybody, Yogi Berra. You know, he wasn't the studly looking, all perfect American looking, uh, uh, all star from the Yankees or anything like that. He was just this average looking guy who liked to joke a little bit, who would say these little Yogi isms and people would just, you know, kind of like wrote him off as being like a, a silly, nonsensical guy that they couldn't take seriously. But I believe, and I'm especially uh, reinforced after watching the Netflix special, that uh, there was a lot of wisdom within his yogi-isms. And we've even said talked about them on, on the podcast here. Uh, just one, take it for instance, it's not over till it's over. That's true. You know, it's not that it's nonsensical. It's actually very true. It's it's very basic. It's very obvious. But that's what makes it interesting. There's not a true yogiism that he had says, Yogi Bear, that wasn't actually factual if you look at it. It ain't over until it's over. Exactly. Right? It, it seems obvious. But sometimes people need to be, be reminded of the obvious. And when it's over, yeah, then it's over. And you might be saying, that doesn't make any sense. Think about it. Get a little deeper about it. When it's over, then it is over. And I know that's, okay, what's the, what's the other one? When you come to a fork in the road, take it. <laughs> right? A fork in the road. What, what could he possibly mean by that? Well, obviously, it wasn't a fork in, in the road. And what they said was, the true fork in the road that he was speaking about was the, down the street from his house. When you came to the fork in the road, take it. Because if you take it to the left or take it to the right, they both lead to Yogi's house. But I think what he really meant about that was opportunity in life. When you come to a fork in the road, call it an opportunity. Take it. Okay, take the chance. Okay, because you, you're already on the road, on the journey in life. Take that chance. Don't just sit back and be afraid to take the fork, basically. basically. Just sit back and say, I wonder where that goes. Either way, the fork is the chance as far as I'm concerned. 
I mean, that's how I have always looked at his yogi-isms. So it was it's very interesting little documentary. I believe it's an hour and 34 minutes. Netflix, I said. Uh, I'm pretty sure that it's on. Get a chance to check it out. You'll end up feeling a little sorry for the guy as well. I mean, he just got slighted. He just got disrespected. And and <laughs> it's just fascinating. Uh, you know, they didn't think, oh, this guy's not going to make a coach or a general manager. He's a winner. He was going to these teams and taking them from the rags to the riches, man. And suddenly, you know, they were winning pennants. That just doesn't happen. The guy knew the game. The guy was passionate about the game. And because he didn't look like perfect athlete, people didn't take him seriously. Looks are not even (laughs) everything, not even close, folks. You know, it's funny. It just reminded me of something about hockey. I remember when I first started playing hockey, I mean, all brand new equipment. And I'm like, yeah, man, I don't want to make a fool out of myself and get out here. And well, it was the guys with all the brand new equipment that, you know, looked like right out of a book. They usually sucked. (laughs) They were usually the worst. But the guys with the, the shredded equipment that stunk, you know, that smelled and the bags that smelled. And the old torn jerseys and the torn pants and the torn socks and the beat up skates. That said a hell of a lot more than that brand new equipment did. That said, we earned our our, our place here. We earned our talent that we have. And it's all part of the journey. And with Yogi Bear, everything about him was the journey. Was about him learning and him being a veteran and being, you know, uh, selfless, not selfish, selfless with himself. He had a contract with the Yankees. World War II breaks out. He signs up for the Navy. I mean, come on. You know, this was a guy, he was a great guy. And he was, you know, stubborn in his ways as well. When he had a little conflict with uh, Steinbrenner, who owned the, the Yankees. I suggest that you really check it out. Um, and I think, you, you know, if you if you like baseball at all, you know, you excuse me, you, you owe it to yourself to check that out um, and, and understand a little bit more about Lawrence Yogi Berra. You know, just uh, a fascinating man, um, just passionate about baseball, passionate about his family, his wife and just a really good documentary. And I'm glad I got the opportunity to see it. So check that out. That's on Netflix. You'll you really enjoy that. And then I, you know, from there, you know, then I got to go. Uh, and it was cool to talk about, you know, his, how he dealt with Jackie Robinson and how they were friends and, you know, just cool stuff, man. It's things that you don't really see. And the acceptance of uh, black uh, athletes in baseball community and a guy like Yogi Berra doing that and being welcoming and, and like, you know, caring about that was huge as well. So uh, check that show out. And that's about it. So just positive uh, stuff today. Guess what we're doing Saturday? We're recording, man. So yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait to get Bob and Bink in here. Um, But anyway, just feeling a little goofy today. Threw that little song together for you. Laugh a little bit, folks. And uh, go feed the birds. It's uh, it's relaxing. (laughs) For Finding Subject, I'm Tony. You take care of yourself. I'll talk to you soon. And again, we'll have uh, some uh, podcast, new podcast with Bink and Bob and myself next week. Can't wait for it. All right, folks, you have a fantastic weekend. We'll talk to you later and take care of yourself. Peace. See you.